Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast, Night and Moon. I am Tanner Knight, and join with me, as always, is my lovely and talented wife and beautiful Gabby Luna Knight. Hi. Hello. Thanks for adding that extra thing there. You're here for another take on uh, on something that we, we both want to talk about. Beliefs, again. Again, it's beliefs. So <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to build up to it, but I'm I, like, I, I failed. Let's talk about it. <laughs> we're talking about, well, we're going to be going through this article from lifehack.org. Mm-hmm. This is a blog that we found when we were just talking about beliefs. We just, you know, kind of just do a cursory Google search to see what people are talking about when it comes to the topic we're going to talk about. And yeah. this was one of the the top posts so we checked it out and we're going to talk about it because again beliefs i don't want to beat a dead horse but beliefs are are meant to be challenged and if you don't take a look at your own core beliefs from time to time you might find that you believe some weird stuff <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's hard to yeah to put it to words bad things can happen if you don't challenge your own beliefs yeah And we're going to be using the article name is 15 Beliefs Happy Couples Hold by Megan Maley. I believe that's how it's pronounced. This is really important. It's kind of like a sequel to what we were doing because once you figure out your own beliefs, then you go out maybe in the world and you find someone and they hopefully also figure out their own beliefs too. (laughs) And then you check it out, see if your beliefs align. Yeah. And honestly, I think a lot of people talk about it in a roundabout way about their beliefs and it's more in just kind of day-to-day conversation your beliefs tend to come up yeah but which cause a lot of fights i would think (laughs) yeah but i think it causes a lot of fights because it's not discussed openly as the main topic like what are your beliefs yeah exactly i i encourage you to tell me what your beliefs are in full And then let's match or mismatch and see where we can find some common ground. And I I know that's hard (laughs) and it's hard to identify those beliefs to yourself, let alone another person articulate that. But but like at the end of the day, like and I'm talking, uh, of course, in the only way that we can come from is as a couple with no kids. (laughs) that's true we have our own perspective yeah and our perspective here is that we are willing and and interested in each other so much that we have the conversation to see if we don't have those deep conversations then what's the freaking point you know yeah and you're basically referring to the big life decisions like do you want to have children where would you like to live do you want to have a partner in your life those type of things correct yes yeah, I agree. And that, that makes sense. I don't know if this article that we're about to dive into is going to really <laughs> hit all of the high points of the things that matter when you're trying to line up your beliefs with another person. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully we'll ho- get some good information and maybe learn some things about our own beliefs that we didn't previously. Yeah, yeah exactly. I feel like, yeah, we're going to go through the headlines and see what we think about it. Not going too deeply into what the writer specifically wrote about each one. Just kind of like talking about each bullet point and giving our beliefs and opinions, right? Yeah. Okay, number one. They believe, and then again, this is what happy couples do. So they talk in they because it's two. Number one, they believe that communication is key. 
I agree. <laughs> Me too. I totally agree. <laughs> and that sounds kind of trite, you know, communication is, is really important, but it's so easy to miscommunicate like we do it. Mm-hmm. And we really, really strive to communicate clearly because I personally know how much miscommunication can set things off course and just affect your, your mood or your day or whatever. Yeah. And my goal always, I'll go on the record and say this, is to to not <laughs> say anything negative or do anything that would potentially harm you. And Yeah. And I think that communication is really just the core to all of that because if you can't communicate what you do want or what you are feeling then it's much harder for your partner to understand and maybe see it from your side I guess yeah you're right I think that like we've definitely experienced that and I I feel like throughout our relationship we've definitely grown and and started to communicate in much like a much more refined way I think (laughs) Which is lovely, you know, but it's sort of the point I was trying to make that I kind of lost before. But, you know, it's just I'm coming from the fact that we are just us two. If we don't talk about this and if we're just like dancing around like small talk, we'd never really get to know each other. You know, like we're the only other people we have to talk to, you know, like (laughs) that's it. Just you and me. Well, (laughs) I mean, we have other people, but yeah, it's not that dire, but it is the most important relationship that you make is your partner, I believe, because you choose to spend your, your most amount of time with that person in theory. And I think that if you're going to spend your time miscommunicating to one another, it's just like a poor use of time. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it comes down to. So whenever presenting these types of points, I always try to play devil's advocate as well. And Okay. Let me go ahead and do that for each one of these points. Here. Okay. Hopefully you can chime in on the devil's advocate portion. But they believe that communication is key. Yeah, I, I initially agree with that. And of course, I think that without communication, there's really no relationship. Um, so I kind of struggle to play devil's advocate against this one since it's so broad. Yeah. And kind of general and again, potentially trite, yet very, very true. So... Maybe, I guess, the devil's advocate point of view is that, oh, it's so simplistic that, like, why even bother? <laughs> right. Or, or you know, like, some people just have a pretty terrible communication style. So maybe, On purpose. <laughs> maybe that communication, you yeah, know, is people, not key. People who are intentionally misleading you. <laughs> or they just, yeah, or maybe they, their communication style is just not common, common, you know? Yeah. yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. like or some people are like very like uh one-sided when they communicate so i guess when it comes to that type of communication it will n- no longer be key because if somebody's only giving their side and they don't care about anyone else's then i guess it's no longer communicating yes yeah, so someone who is unwilling to see anyone else's point of view and mm-hmm makes their decisions based on that and yeah i guess their communication is part of that yeah i don't know it it's hard to say you you can have too much communication i don't believe you can and yeah it's like what's the alternative (laughs) well i mean i guess you know another another way to look at it too not only like communication styles could be kind of like a thread to pull at 
But also looking at it like, how many moments of silence do we have? We also have silent moments. Yeah, that's true. And being silent with your partner is is kind of a special thing to do mm-hmm. and something that probably a lot of people don't do. Exactly. So I guess you could pull it at it and <laughs> pull at it that way too, if you mm-hmm. wanted to. Yeah. But to be honest, I agree with number one. Yeah. I, I also agree with number <laughs> one. Number two, they believe it's good for their partner to change. Yeah. I, this one I kind of felt easier to play devil's advocate for, but we'll, we'll get there. Let's talk about the, uh, the merits of, expecting your partner to to change i think expecting your partner to do anything is <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i i try not to have any expectations of what you're going to do think feel or say and i don't know i feel like you offer me that as well mm-hmm. so oh well, this one says they believe it's good for their partners it's no expectation though okay so as long as there's no like i expect you to change for this <laughs> like yeah. those kind of demands I find to be not as productive as, okay, well, I dislike this about your personality or this thing you do. Let's see if we can develop some alternative ways to to manage it or deal with it or in, engage with it. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that change is going to happen regardless. <laughs> yeah. Fighting change is the stupid thing to do. I think that I was looking at it more as like, you know how it's like some people change careers, kind of like what you did, mm-hmm. and like some partners might not be cool with that. Maybe like that's the change I was thinking of, hmm. See, like was... changing course in life or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something that could be stressful to a relationship mm-hmm. where both partners are not pulling in the same direction. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I that's such a small niche scenario in my mind that change in direction is not so much of a big deal to you as opposed to change in your partner's behavior specifically? Yeah, I would say that's true. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, I'm scared. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> no, I, well, I, I just think that I've changed directions so many times in my life. Just, some, I guess, yeah, you're right. Some of them were by choice. Mm-hmm. Some of them were not by choice, but I find that changing direction in life is kind of essential as well. And, it's going to happen regardless. Again, it falls mm-hmm. under the category of at some point you're going to make a major life change and it's nice to be in a relationship with someone who's like, you know what? That change is awesome. Let's let's embrace that change and make that our new normal. Yeah. And I think that you and I are both on board with that as far as <laughs> the limited amount of major life choices that we're making or have made. And Yeah. But it uh it's going to happen change will happen and i expect you to change your mind and change your views on things i expect my own mind and views to change yeah i think that the the biggest change for me is that in the past not even so much on someone that i've dated but like even in friendships if i would to change or anything it always felt like it would affect the friendship if you were to change like your personality or that or just like adding on being a yoga teacher or something like that with you i know that whatever i choose to do or not do or wherever you know the wind takes me it doesn't really affect us so to me i guess the change in lifestyle in the past and again not with anyone that i've dated mainly with like good friends 
um, it would change wherever my direction goes. It changes everything, which mm -hmm. is kind of interesting because to me, it seems like the direction wherever you choose to go is fine with me. But when I switch directions, I feel like people don't like that. <laughs> sort of. I kind of have that. Hmm. Well, defy expectations <laughs> is what I always say. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. I encourage you to change in any ways you see fit. I don't hold you back in any changing or Yeah, I've, I've noticed the freedom in this relationship per se. And I know it's different when it's like, you know, your husband as opposed to just a friendship, but it was a long friendship. So um, just just to notice the freedom that comes with being secure with someone that is okay with you doing whatever, you know, just yeah. like you just said, basically. So I just have only experienced that with you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we agree with number two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did we cover the devil's advocate part well enough? I feel like. I feel we like did. we did. So, okay. Number three. We're only human. Mistakes happen. And so do arguments. And yeah, this goes kind of hand in hand with yeah. the, the whole miscommunication. I think that arguments happen because of miscommunication. Because in, I hope in most relationships, both people are not actively trying to antagonize the other <laughs> like, i really hope so but <laughs> it just seems like a lot of people are <laughs> yeah. so i'm not gonna say one way or the other but i hope that <laughs> the intentions of people in relationships is not to antagonize your partner it's just just why it doesn't help anybody it's yeah just a dick move so i think people fall into that it, even like you can talk shit about your own family members or friends you know and then you're like I don't know. I think that just humans like to fucking gossip and talk shit, you know, <laughs> like, and then you don't yeah. see how that affects everything, you know? Yeah. Especially like uh, yeah. talking shit on you would affect our relationship so much. <laughs> like, it's like almost to me, it would be just so it would be like talking shit on myself almost. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. It's number one. We do have our moments and our arguments mm -hmm. number two they're personal and they're private and they're yeah. ours to deal with and we see them as challenges that bring us closer together in the in the long to run. be honest yeah and exactly when anything flares up it kind of just makes it fizzle out i don't know it's just yeah we're getting to the point where we're starting to recognize the triggers yeah instead of the feeling that happens after the trigger gets pulled yeah exactly it's kind of nice to see the difference in things i mean tan and i meditate quite a bit <laughs> well he meditates by default sometimes and i'm sorry <laughs> no i i do end up meditating quite a bit as well yeah it's even when you're asleep and i put on shout out to renu i'm gonna link her information she's an amazing basically therapist she's not a certified therapist but she's a yoga nidra therapist she should call herself that yeah even when you know she's telling you to follow the breath you might be fully asleep and maybe even snoring your breath changes and it starts to follow so i have i can i think that, that you still get some sort of benefit by <laughs> yeah, of even course. though you're deep asleep already <laughs> that's how i meditate mostly <laughs> yeah <laughs> that and playing the drums yeah so i feel like that helps us recognize each other's pain and well that's a very important part is having actual empathy for your partner and wishing that they don't experience that kind of discomfort 
And of course, we're humans. We're going to experience discomfort individually. We're going to experience discomfort with each other. We're going to experience discomfort with the rest of the world. And that's just how it goes. And if you try to isolate yourself from that, you're going to find that the smallest amount of discomfort becomes really, really large. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess. I feel like I've struggled that through COVID w- with that through COVID. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us have yeah, struggled. Definitely. Like, you know, like just some of the people who are work from home, you don't get to talk to people. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to be isolated. And, yeah. And fall into maybe some less than good habits. <laughs> I know. It's scary. Yeah. So I think that covers... Oh, yeah, number, number three. Number three. Did we antagonize number three? We have not played devil's advocate here. We're only human mistakes happen. I mean, that would be like cheating. <laughs> I fucked the neighbor. <laughs> I'm only human. <laughs> mistakes happen. Oh, I lost the car. <laughs> I don't know. I killed someone. <laughs> <laughs> are we antagonizing it? Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> I yeah. killed someone. <laughs> These are mistakes not real. Happen. We're just saying it. Like, I know that we record ourselves. <laughs> no, these are our our sardonic responses in response to this uh, mistakes. And <laughs> yes, mistakes happen. And so do arguments. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking more like to hold your partner to the standard of, nope, don't you say anything that will make me mad. That would be the other oh, yeah. other side of it for me. It's like. Well, I could be so tyrannical. <laughs> I feel like when we first started dating, it was huge for me like to go into a relationship. I feel like a child here because you're like well experienced and being <laughs> in a relationship. But I can tell people my firsthand experience, even though I'm at an age where I should have had a better. <laughs> but like in this case, this relationship has really changed things for me. So um, when we first started living together, especially because it was a bit premature through COVID. When we first started living together, obviously things would trigger me that were not even just being on edge um, because I didn't have Smokey with me all the time and just little things here and there would trigger me. But I would notice myself wanting to tell you, don't do this, don't do that. But then I'm (laughs) like, well, I mean, there's so many things that are triggering me. What's he going to be able to do? Like, what's he going to be allowed to do? Because I feel like you're so nice. You would just not do them. But it's like, how do we even communicate then? What things? I don't even know. I mean, you remember <laughs> how much I would get uh, stressed out by feeling rushed. Yeah. So I guess anything that, w- <laughs> that would make me feel rushed, I guess. <laughs> I don't even know. Hmm. Well. I didn't, though. I didn't do it. And I'm glad we've evolved <laughs> beyond that stage. Yeah. Okay, number four. Honesty is the best policy. Again, as a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We've ha- we actually have an example. Remember the jeans? The jeans? When you told me you didn't like my jeans and I started oh. crying. <laughs> Do you think that you would follow honesty as the best policy? He's never even commented on my jeans. When I ask now, he knows not to fall um, into some that. Some things you just, <laughs> some, some places you just don't go. You're like, I don't like, I don't even know what you said, but I was like, melt down immediately. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the mom jeans, unfortunately. <laughs> I think so. I mean, my mom jeans. I got rid of them. Okay, fine. <laughs> you don't, they're no longer in the house. <laughs> I mean, I really loved them. They look great. Thank you, baby. Hang on. <laughs> so honesty is the best policy. To I think that we did a really great job. At to doing. a certain extent. Uh-huh. Devil's advocate. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so 
other than that, yeah, I, <laughs> I try to be as honest as possible. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I found that I have found that trying to keep track of any li- amount of lies, let let alone one or two or three or four or five lies, gets very difficult. <laughs> and, oh yeah. And I think I as a kid, I learned that it's way easier to just tell the truth and accept whatever wrath comes from it <laughs> than to try to cover a lie with a lie or whatever the cliche is. That's so funny. I accept whatever wrath comes from honesty. <laughs> well. Scary. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can I just avoid it? I'm going to leave. <laughs> well, for me, it was it was anxiety and stress. It's like, oh, shit, there's a lie out there that's unresolved. <laughs> it's yeah. it's kind of like a... Uh, I mean, the perfect example would be friends, but obviously you have not seen friends, so here <laughs> Sorry, we go. Sorry, I can't. Here we go. <laughs> I can't uh, share your reference there, but... Like Joey, you know. Did he lie a bunch? No, baby. Joey finds out that Chandler and Monica are dating, and they don't let him say anything. Mm. And then Phoebe finds out, too, and they fuck with them. But yeah, it's a whole thing. Everyone knows. Wow, that sounds really great. Yeah. But we are watching Charmed. I just want everyone to know <laughs> that you should watch it. <laughs> Tan loves it. Yeah. What do you think? What's your honest, honest It makes opinion? me feel like a 16-year-old girl in the late 90s. It's so great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't 16. What? How old was I? I don't know. It seems very marketed towards 16-year-old girls. Was it in the 90s when it started? Uh, it seems like it was like 99 or Oh, 90s. I was. I was. 98 even, I think we found. How old was I then? Um, I was 13. Yeah, I was 17. So you were. Oh, 15. Four years younger. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> 14. <laughs> yeah. So. So I guess, yeah. Perfect demographic. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly love it. Honesty <laughs> is the best policy. Ever <laughs> <before>. <laughs> well, there you go. I think he loves it. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> it's because I play with his hair. Yeah. <laughs> number five they are best friends yeah i think that's that's something that certainly makes the husband wife dynamic a lot better i yeah. obviously understand that having kids makes it more difficult to do that someone has to be the bad cop and <laughs> someone has to be <laughs> the dad I no guess. way i think that they should unite against the children <laughs> well you know how i feel so. <laughs> unite against your own children yeah Unite. Have a strong <laughs> front. Make, make those children work. <laughs> Clean. Clean and work. Clean the mess they made. <laughs> yeah. Take the trash out. Yeah. and Well, no, be careful, though. If it's a bad neighborhood, please don't make them. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want your kid to get Oh, such mm. concern for the wee ones. Well, I'm into true crime. <laughs> <laughs> but not into it happening. Yeah, exactly. I'm just into it. So it, like every other woman. Yeah. You know. I, my sister sent me this little snippet uh, about this dude saying that, oh, all these women, they're always falling asleep to true crime podcasts and whatnot. But I just have to say that, (laughs) (laughs) that this, our generation, me, my mom listened to uh, Forensic Files and all of those 2020 things while I was a child. So I unsolved mysteries was conditioned to fall asleep (laughs) since I was really young. And I think a lot of us were. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, he murdered her. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Oh, his I'm voice so... is the best. It's the best. <laughs> that Keith, whatever best. his name is. Yeah. I'll play devil's advocate on the they are best friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, and I think this comes up later in this list, but I don't think 
couples should do absolutely everything together under the sun. I think having your own hobbies and things that you enjoy is is good for a couple in a relationship and should be encouraged. But again, I know that having kids complicates (laughs) things. But I think even then, I mean, you have friends that have kids and they escape um, to go mountain biking with you. Yeah. For the most part, it's just like your activity that you do with your friends. Yeah, it's mostly a a dude's thing these days. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's good. Oh, and you're jamming. (laughs) (laughs) And I would encourage you to jam with me at all times, but (laughs) I know that. I spend time here with you. (laughs) (laughs) You do, but I would love for you to to pick up an instrument and play along. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, we'll get there. But I don't expect you ever to go mountain biking, so. Yeah, I know. Don't worry about that. I go hiking with you. (laughs) That's right. All right. Number six, they believe in having fun together. So I guess this is exactly contrary to what I just said. But I also agree that although we shouldn't do every single thing together, the things that we should do should be fun together. Yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate. It's much easier to do something really shitty when you're with me than um, doing it alone. So that's more... Finding the positive in a shitty thing based on the person you're with. Well, I guess another way to phrase that would be you make even the non-fun things like Costco fun. Ew, I don't know about (laughs) Costco, maybe. I'm like, first of all, Instacart. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, No, but still, like, yeah, or Ikea, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Ikea is not fun. I cannot only... It just gives me anxiety, to be honest. Just thinking of Ikea gives me, like, this feeling that I can't get out of there easily. <laughs> like like a rat mm-hmm. in a I just maze. hate it so much. It just, and it's always the same stuff. It never changes. It's terrible. Swedish meatballs. <laughs> I've never had them yet. I still <laughs> haven't had them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that when we go out and do things, we have fun together. And mm-hmm. it's not that... Every waking moment should be fun. There are times that, you know, they're just not fun. I mean, just like what we've experienced with Max alone the last few weeks. Yeah, going through a late in life pet situation, it's not fun. And Mm -mm. it makes you appreciate the time that you do have. And, you know, I think that we're making memories Mm -hmm. (laughs) as, again, trite as that sounds. But that's something that we're focused on doing because he's at the end of his life. And uh, it's not fun, but it's doable. Yeah, none of, none of it is fun. Like, you know, there's you, you learn to take the good over, you know, the bad that comes with taking care of a pet. Because, again, we've talked about it. The alternative is not having them around anymore. And, I mean, that is the future. So we want to extend it as much as we can before we don't have them. Yeah. So... And all of those little moments of shitty things of cleanups and like getting up in the middle of the night are so much better, you know, to do them together. Yeah. And and doing them together, Mm -hmm. you know, it still sucks, (laughs) but we do it (laughs) and it makes us feel better about doing it. Mm -hmm. Number seven, they believe in the importance of six. Oh, I knew I was like, it's not yours, (laughs) but I see why you were trying to say that one. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. one hundred (laughs) percent. Me too. And I'll go ahead and offer the devil's advocate take off the the top because, number one, 
I don't think that sex is the most important thing in a relationship. And a lot of people can get hung up on it. It's like, oh, it, it's not happening. What, what, what am I doing wrong? And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that if you look at it from a different way, that it's an extension of a healthy, it's an extension of a healthy relationship. And to be enjoyed by two people, then I think you got a better shot at at enjoying it number one Mm -hmm. and having it more often i think so i feel like it has again even my view on sex and everything has definitely changed over this relationship and yeah it's made it so much more loving i guess again with you when you have the right partner it's like it's just loving you know well yes i agree 100 percent. but conversely Sex, I guess, is the most triggering topic for people. Maybe, I don't know, money is up there too. Money and sex. Yeah. But for a couple of people, women and men, who may have different sexual expectations, if you can't communicate what that sexual expectation is and why it is or isn't being met, then there's a high chance that there's going to be some dissatisfaction somewhere. And all sexual dissatisfaction just comes from a like a lack of feeling confident i guess enough to talk about it and bring it up and say you know what this is how i feel about it and you know the the converse side of a a warm embrace is a well that's weird why are you thinking like that you know oh yeah someone could uh, it's very easy for the partner to be judgy based on their own triggers you know that's hard because if they're talking like that you know that that conversations everywhere else might be very similar so what even yeah. is the point at that mm-hmm. like if you can't even have an intimate conversation there's most likely the possibility the most conversation is already fucked up too <laughs> true yeah. yeah it's true and and then people go looking for somebody else but y- you basically like i don't know it's such a shame that we would turn like we would that to turn my back on someone I love because like people get married because they're in love you know yeah and to not want to have an open conversation with someone they love it because it's scary you know because then you have to be open too so yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know I guess I see the pain there not wanting to be super open yeah I think that's the main door closer is Mm -hmm. pain people have experienced pain around their sexuality their experience and performance sexually Mm -hmm. their body you name it people have been shamed for feeling sexual or having sexual thoughts yeah or even just their body in general like women we have to experience a lot of like body unsolicited unsolicited people just giving your the damn opinion it doesn't matter what age a woman's had to deal with it yeah so I get it. There's a lot there's a lot there and it is probably more touchy for women overall than men, not to say that men have haven't been abused or yeah, treated in a a very poor way sexually and have a bad attitude about it. Yeah, I think that it, it can be the same for both, I guess, yeah. But it it has to come from a place of honesty and and a willingness to grow through it instead of have it be something that you achieve. Like that yeah. it is the be all end all. Like, oh, I'm going to do this so that I have six. <laughs> yeah. 
But then after, what's the goal of having sex? I guess that's maybe the thing. <laughs> that's a whole other topic, which we'll probably do another episode on, don't you think? And what, just sex? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like, <laughs> oh, such a prude about it. I'm like, uh, why? <laughs> okay, yeah, we should do it. Be Ooh. Well, and we should do it specifically because it's hard and because yeah. it makes he, not us for you. feel prudish. Well, not for me. but No, you're so open that parts of me that are prude (laughs) well nothing to be prudish about the the thing about sex is that it's a natural human urge and it's not only a natural human urge it's a natural animal urge it's just something that all species do Mm -hmm. and it's been shown that all species have heterosexual sex homosexual sex uh, multiple partner sex (laughs) and it's like the list goes on that nature is ripe with all of these examples of things that people are so embarrassed to even think about, yeah. let alone talk about or experience in their own. So, I don't know. This is probably going in a place that's making people uncomfortable. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll cut it at that. But I do think that a healthy sex life is an extension of a healthy relationship where open communication happens. Yeah, I definitely agree with that too. Number eight, they believe in putting each other first. Yeah, I think that's that's hard to dispute theoret- theoretically, but I think in reality, and, and I'm guilty of it just as much as anyone else, but especially men <laughs> at large, I think are guilty of thinking of themselves a bit too much. And like I said, myself included. And, you know, I I try not to be selfish as a person, but... It's hard not to. I honestly don't ever think that you are. I, I kind of almost always think you put me first on everything. Like, I try to. <laughs> yeah, I just don't really see. <laughs> so, I yeah, I, I don't really have complaints there. <laughs> For me, I think there are things that I do need to understand and make sure that need to be done first by me just to make sure that I can function uh, my best, such as like sometimes I have to meditate. You know, like, it's just, I have to. Even if you ask me for something, I kind of have to do that first in order to have a better experience. (laughs) Yeah, but I do think that you put me first in pretty much every other regard. Yeah. Like, like you said, you scratch my head while (laughs) watching Charm. That, to me, is excellent. (laughs) We mostly watch shows that he picks. (laughs) I just want to point that out. That we pick. Yes, that's true. That (laughs) we pick. But right now we're in a very magical mood. Yeah. You're like, yes, we are. <laughs> and we're watching Charmed and Britannia. Yes, yeah, since there is a new season of Britannia. I guess the devil's advocate point of view for putting each other first is that if you don't put each other first, you can hustle and succeed and make more money and have <laughs> a cooler lifestyle. Which are values that none of us. Well, what's the point neither then? Neither of us hold. I, yeah, I, I guess. Then you're not a couple. You're just using. You're just like, a, a team or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There are there are couples who interact like room, that. Roommates. And yeah, and and that's that's fine. If it's mean, it's there's probably one that's really tired. <laughs> probably, you know. I, I hope in those cases that people are there with the same expectations and. Mm-hmm. And that's fine and, and dandy, but it seems like there are an awful lot of mismatches in expectations of something in a lot of relationships. And yeah, it's it's sad to see that 
when it kind of all right well let's move on number nine this is <laughs> exactly contrary to the no i guess it's it's we kind touched of touched on this already yeah this is in line with what we've already touched on they believe in alone time and yeah and yes i also agree with this one pretty heavily i love playing guitar playing any instrument really and oftentimes i do that alone and i call it quote-unquote practice but i'm really just just enjoying playing an instrument and making music and if i get better doing it through that act great but that's something that i love doing alone and i appreciate you affording me the opportunity to do so yeah i mean you have to it's like your thing you know you love it so much (laughs) yeah it's like part of you not just your thing but it's like who you are you have to do it i encourage you I'm always like, have you jammed? Have you <laughs> have you gone down there? <laughs> you should. I hear them calling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shameless plug. I have a podcast called The Lonely Girl Lifestyle. I love being alone. I'm so happy being alone. Not only do I enjoy my time alone as much as I enjoy it with you, but I still enjoy, you know, alone alone time because it's something I've grown comfortable with. Although I'm never really alone because I have the dogs too <laughs> and the and kitty. kitty. Smokey smokes. Yeah, but I think... There's a certain type of breathing that happens when you're alone. And I don't count the animals because they kind of get on your breath cycle. I I feel like they yeah. they absorb your feeling and vibe. So when you're without another person influencing your own vibe and breath and you really do find your own pattern and you relax a slightly deeper relaxation, I find, or deeper thinking, whatever you're trying to do. I mean, even at the point, if we're talking like deep relaxation, (laughs) talk about the meditation, even if we're lying right next to each other at one point, we're not together anymore. You know, like like I'm having my experience and you're having yours. But I do think that those meditations where you're right next to me, not touching me, Mm -hmm. are different from the ones where it's just me. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because even... even, Renew will tell us don't touch each other because we influence each other just by touch. Yeah, and I think just by proximity Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. So it's very I mean, a long time I think is important. (laughs) Everybody needs their long time. Mm -hmm. So we encourage you to have a hobby that takes you out into the woods alone or maybe become a mushroom specialist, (laughs) a mycologist. (laughs) You, I think you're going to do that because you mentioned that at least weekly. Do I? Yes. I think you like mushrooms a lot and, and maybe I should get you some books or something. Well, maybe we should just do a podcast episode on mushrooms. Ooh, I think we should. And we should take mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Goodness. All right. <laughs> Number 10, they believe in being realistic and living inside their means. Well, yeah, this is one of those beliefs that can really spiral out of control because it has to do with money. Ultimately, it's like Mm -hmm. living with inside of your means means you're not spending more money than you make or more more money comes in than goes out or the the same amount, I guess. Mm -hmm. And when you live beyond your means, that means that more money is going out that's coming in and you're then in debt to people. And that always strains a relationship. Yeah. Or even the definition of what you define as within your means. 
Like yeah. you can yeah. be like extra and leftover, and then your partner can be like, no, everything is mm-hmm. spent, and there's no leftover. Yeah, even the margin of whatever inside of your means can differ from person to person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that that's... I think you and I are pretty aligned in that in that <laughs> factor. Yeah, and I'm not gonna say that I'm the frugalist guy, but my whole mantra or vibe of buying things, anything, whatever it is, if it's a truck, if it's a piece of property, if it's an airplane, I've never bought an airplane, but whatever it is, <laughs> my whole mantra is number one, I have to absolutely love it. I don't want something that I kind of like Mm -hmm. and number two it has to be something that i will use i don't want something precious that's sitting somewhere in a safe that i can't really interact with and yeah i have nice guitars that i don't play all that much but i play them yeah and i encourage other people to play them as well they're instruments Mm -hmm. they're meant to be played and uh, i don't know maybe i'll one day own a fabergé egg (laughs) or something oh the the (laughs) grill no, it's a <laughs> it's a Russian egg that's crafted out of gold and porcelain and Fabergé. No, it's just, it's it's like the ultimate symbol of wealth. Oh. <laughs> it's like I have this thing that does nothing other than exist <laughs> in a very fancy ass way. That's what the Fabergé egg represents. It's just that's like, like the Birkin bag. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it it used to be like that, but now everybody can just buy one, I guess. It used to be like you couldn't even get one. Is that like the egg too? Like you don't even know how you would be able to get one? <laughs> I guess so. I, I don't know. <laughs> I would get can a you, Fabergé Can egg. you go walk into like, I don't know, what what's a fancy store? Bloomingdale's and go buy one? No. <laughs> I can't imagine. But again, I'm not in the market for a Fabergé egg. <laughs> I'm all looking. Do you want one, baby? <laughs> I'll find you. I probably can thrift one. <laughs> my birthday present. Yes. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> don't get me here's here, let me just go on the record don't get me a fabergé egg. i'm like already looking <laughs> <laughs> because i don't know how much they cost they're probably in the tens of thousands oh of yeah no, i'm not gonna get you that for a literal useless thing that is meant to just show a status and i, I guess that that just falls under the value that i really don't give a fuck about status and keeping up with the joneses and any of that so my baby wants an egg, he gets it. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. No, I won't. But we do have a cool fossil egg, I think. Yeah, which I found in mm-hmm. the desert. And it's probably way more valuable, honestly. <laughs> and that, those are the kinds of things that are more valuable to me because mm-hmm. I spent time looking down at the earth <laughs> and came home with a little treasure. Yeah. And it way cost, cooler. cost me nothing, way but it's more as unique. unique as anything you can ever imagine. Way more than a freaking Fabric J egg or whatever. <laughs> we have to show a picture of this egg. Yeah, I'm going to have to like put a picture of our fossil egg and the whatever egg. And maybe but someone can help identify. Yes. M- maybe it's not an egg. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. We don't, we're actually not sure if it's an egg, but it looks it like looks one. It looks suspiciously egg-like. Yes. So I, I think we've covered number 10 plenty. There's, there's no point in, in playing devil's advocate for this because I will never be in a position where I want to live beyond my means. That's like the definition of anxiety. So take that. Not for me. Put it in your pipe and smoke it. All right. Number 11. They share the same values. Hmm. Yeah. This kind of goes without saying to me. There are obviously a ton of values in the world and we all have our own individual values. But 
the most important ones should align. Yeah, like your core values. Yes. The ones that they just drive every single decision that you make and are at the forefront of kind of how you live. Yeah. And I try to articulate that as often as possible because we've talked about this before where, yeah, people have values, but do they actually converse about them and ask each other questions about them? Yeah, like to really know how you deeply feel about something. Like really, why? Well, why do you like that cereal? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why do you like Cookie Crisp so much? <laughs> do you want to know? <laughs> well, <laughs> Tell <I'm> like, me. <laughs> cookie Crisp is delicious. There. <laughs> That's I all you need to know. don't have Cookie Crisp as my number one because they 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 weren't in Mexico. They weren't in Mexico, so they disappointed me at a young age. Well, I okay? could see how they betrayed you. So they kind of broke my heart because they used to be my favorite. But cinnamonies, all the way, <laughs> cinnamon toast. Like, let's say here's two different things that you know how much I love, just like clothing and my clothing. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about it, but like you know, I just love my clothing. And um, to be honest, like. I don't know if it's part of my values, but I, I I love to dress just, you know, for me. And I don't know. I guess it's just, yeah, I guess it could be part of my values. I see it as like my mom and my grandma and everybody. I think as a Hispanic woman, there's just like part of what it is to, to go do something. You kind of adorn yourself. And I think that, you know, our, our type of culture has that. And you're saying that you are rejecting against that. No, I'm saying that I don't necessarily think that you care too much about that value. Like like it like in that case our values really don't align, right? Because you don't think it's necessary for me to <laughs> like specifically be you know, dressed up well or let, whatever. Let me rephrase know? that slightly. I don't think it's necessary for me <laughs> to be dressed up. And I don't think in so either. In pretty much any context. Yeah. But I don't discourage you from dressing the way that you want. Exactly. In any scenario. So, so I guess in that case, <laughs> our values don't align, but it doesn't cause a problem. So I'm just trying to play devil's advocate yeah. to the point. Because okay. like, read again the point. The point is they share the same values. Well, in that case, we do not share that same value. <clears throat> That's true. That's yeah. True. I was just trying to make. <laughs> That's true. Play. I wasn't like telling you that you don't <laughs> let me take or do my thing. No, okay, I just good. I just have that value. Because of the way my mom and grandma were, I guess, I don't know. And just like my tias or whatever, they all get dressed up or whatnot. Mm -hmm. and my sister's not like that. She doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> She's like, whatever. I like to wear black and that's it, you know? Give me pants. Yeah. I ain't wearing no goddamn skirt. <laughs> She's like, no. -uh. Oh, yeah. Part two, you'll hear more about that, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's nearly impossible to have a relationship with anybody, let alone an intimate relationship, if you don't share a lot of the same values. Okay, number 12, they respect each other. Yes. Again, pretty trite and <laughs> goes without saying type territory here. I got to say, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I do see a lot of couples where people are not respecting their their other person. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it's it's their relationship, so that's that's the choice that they make. I think you always have the choice to be with someone who respects you or to not be with someone who doesn't respect you. And, of yeah. course, it's not always that easy, but, you know, just do your best. Yeah. And it can be in many different ways. It can be in a way of respecting you in front of, like, your friends and whatnot, or just respecting you on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Like, either way, 
if you're with someone that's not respecting you, yeah, just like reconsider, I guess. Because at yeah. the end of the day, your person that you choose is your mirror. And where in your life are you not respecting yourself too? You know, like. That opens up a whole other can of worms. Yeah. Where are you not respecting yourself? You allow yourself to be with people who treat you the way that you would treat yourself. Yeah, exactly. And in this case, I mean, that's just a reflection of what you would do to your own self, you know. So. So in, in a way, couples are really perfect and beautiful when they're together. But uh, a lot of us just don't have the compassion. And it's so easy <laughs> to be that way, right? Like, yeah, compassion is easy to Yeah, Tan, Tan had about. great schooling before me. He's a very <laughs> loving man. And when I'm stubborn and going through my faces, he has nurtured and loved me. And, <laughs> and it's made it so that we we've communicated. We communicate really well, you know, like. And it's made me see that, yeah, I mean, it's easy to get stuck in your, no, 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 I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to do it, you know? And at the end of the day, you lose sight of the goal. And uh, I I only speak from experience in my end. I, I'm not really thinking of anyone in particular, just me <laughs> when it comes to that. But yeah, I and I have experienced the nurturing love of someone who's compassionate and understands that, you know, I don't know, I'm going through something or whatnot. And I feel like if if I were, you know, if, if more couples did that, I, I don't know, maybe they do. I, who knows? I mean, a lot of people are still together <laughs> in the world. But a lot of people get divorced too. So, you know, if more people did that. Less divorce would happen. It's possible. Well, and I'm I'm not entirely opposed to divorce as an institution. I obviously yeah. did it once. Oh, yeah. It needs I to guess happen. me too. <laughs> <laughs> you too. And, you know, it's not our finest hour, but. If it has to happen, it has to happen. But I also am very firmly of the belief that a relationship that you've invested a lot of time in and not just, oh, I put a lot of time in. It's not that. But there's an investment of yourself in this person, in this, in the growth that you're hoping to get it, get out of it together. It's worth saving in most cases. And yeah, things get to a certain point. People cheat. That's pretty deal breaker. And yeah <laughs> stuff like that but those are symptoms of a, a relationship that's gone off the rails because of these things not being met initially you know yeah, no, a little respect a little things here and there yeah nobody cheats if they feel like they have everything they need i guess is the best way to put it and i don't know maybe it's easier for me to say because i don't have that inclination but it's not worth it and if you have this is my psa if you have the urge to cheat then just think of why you're having that and maybe talk about it with the other person and yeah. have an uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation rather than having one across from a lawyer exactly or even just inclinations of like flirting because that's how it starts you know you start flirting or whatever yeah there's always like talk to the person or bring up therapy. Therapy doesn't mean you're crazy. It just means we have someone helping us talk it out. Yeah. It's just a third person who is happens to be a mm -hmm. professional to bounce your feelings off and, you know, maybe ha maybe be told you're being unreasonable. Maybe be told the other person is being unreasonable. And, you know, a lot of people can get caught up in the who's 
who's winning <laughs> of the yeah. relationship. Yeah, I think that if you have like a therapist like that, then <laughs> then maybe get another one because yeah, he's like, that's, uh, that's yeah, the, that's not the the best way to do it. It's there's yeah. it's a lose lose situation when one person's winning. Yeah, when one's right and one's not, and it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it it doesn't solve the argument. It's just gonna always be one or the other. Number thirteen, they support each other. <laughs> Well, this one's very similar. <laughs> yeah. What was the other one? Uh, they, they respect each other. Oh, yeah. Well, support is actually very different. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, support, I view as we have our individual goals and we have our individual aspirations. And sometimes that involves doing things together like this. Yeah. Sometimes that involves just standing on the sideline and saying, you're doing a great job. Yeah. yeah. So. Which we've done for each yeah, other. Yeah, we both do that. And sometimes we support each other by doing something together, such as uh, we both, uh, I signed up for to to teach at Fabletics, <laughs> and it turns out no one showed up. <laughs> but we were there for each other, and Tan set up his music. Mm-hmm. And while we were, because they were kind enough to give us like a little free outfit. So while I was shopping for our outfits, Tan played some music, and I just felt really like supported like okay no one showed up but we were all there and i think the girl was you know super sweet and happy with us being there i think <laughs> so it sucks that you know no one showed up but yeah and i mean it didn't really suck at all no <laughs> it I, was kind of I, nice. I definitely didn't have a bad time Mm-mm, it was just neither. heavy carry <laughs> it was heavy well we made but it work it's fine the next one will have lots more people exactly as far as being the devil's advocate here, <laughs> I think if a couple actively does not support one another, they're going to drift apart and have a hard time yeah. finding that common ground. So I don't know. I don't know what to say about that one. It's sad, but yeah, I mean, that can definitely happen. It can and it does, but it's never positive for a couple at least. Yeah. Maybe maybe it needs to happen in a lot of cases, but I don't know. I don't believe in... The slow dying. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah, that that's sad. Because then it, it just becomes like almost every interaction is really painful. Because mm-hmm. it's a person you really love. So mean words coming from someone you love. I don't Stings know. Stings harder. They, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So number 14. They believe in the importance of having your own life. I feel like we've already covered this one. <laughs> yeah, kind of like alone time. Yeah. Having yeah. your own life. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I guess let's play devil's advocate to that one. I think this one's easier to play devil's advocate for because there's not, I mean, there's things that I do, like I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. like jamming and mountain biking, that I'm totally fine that you're not, you're not a part of that, but. I'm fine not being part of it. It's not like I want to have this other life, though, where you're not a part of it. So. I think that that's that's the point. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that one point. I think. Yeah. Like, it doesn't. I think what they mean is it's important to have separate hobbies, which makes more sense than separate lives. Yeah. 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 <laughs> separate lives means that you're you're kind not, of you're doing things compartmentalized. Yeah, like completely drifting apart. <laughs> yeah. So, suck a dick, number fourteen. <laughs> Only not the writer though. <laughs> just just the number. <laughs> just the number. Number 15, they believe that a happy relationship takes work. Yeah. Yeah. Not a chance that 
a happy relationship is just easy without obstacles. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of young people might s- still think that that's a thing. And, you know, maybe I was naive when I was young and I was like, oh, the perfect relationship uh, exists. And, you know, I'm going to try to have that. And yes, I think that the per- perfect partner exists, but I always understood that it was going to take work. Anything worth doing takes work, I think, is the bottom line. Also, just the expectation on that same bullet point is too high because you're never always happy. You know, like you're not always, yeah. always happy. The, yeah. the, so to expect the happiness to be always like continuous happiness is, I think, where the problem starts. <laughs> I think the expectation is a little too high there. Yeah, yeah. There's this whole expectation that once we tie the knot, mm-hmm smooth sailing from there oh it's done <laughs> no i mean what it's been pretty magical since we tied the knot but i mean it didn't really make what do you think it made a huge difference well it doesn't mean we're gonna stop working at our relationship it's yeah. not like oh we've arrived and now i know you well <laughs> we are married so <laughs> it'll it'll drive itself and now yeah freaking cruise control <laughs> Yeah, and that that was the American dream for mm-hmm. for decades. Oh, like, she's having babies now. I don't need to talk to her anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just like let's do a job and have some kids and Ugh. get a mortgage and mm-hmm. have a couple cars and some TVs and shit. You're an American. Yeah. And uh, I think <laughs> our values are uh, certainly my values have evolved beyond that. I don't think I agree. I agree with those last two, but other than that. Well, the, the last one, of course, a relationship is going to take work, but the work should be enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. it's not like work where you got to drive to a shitty job and slave at a computer. It's, it's the kind of work that personal growth comes from. I guess why I didn't agree with it is because the expectation of it being happy all the time is too high. Yeah. That's why I didn't agree with that one. Yeah, but I don't think that's built into the... I'm like, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that's the only thing on that one. and um, But yeah, that that's the blog that we found. We'll link it in our show notes for people to read it and make your, you know, have this own, com- own conversation with friends and family or journal about it. Yeah. We encourage you to have your own conversations and engage with us if you'd like to. Mm-hmm. Our social media contact can be found below in the show notes. So have at it. Yeah. And if you would like to hear us talk about anything in particular, we'd love to hear what's on your mind. So send it our way. And I think just stay tuned for a tenor's new music. It's coming. We'll All right. let you know when we're getting a little closer. Yeah, we've got two albums mm-hmm. in the chamber yeah. ready to go. All right. So thank you for listening. We hope to catch you on the next one. We will see you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you.